Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. They're pulling out all the stops, my friends. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer. First, Shailene Woodley, his former fiance, ex fiance, says he was too focused on football, as the reports are that she wanted him to retire. He said, Oh, nay, nay, I'm going to be playing. And then Rowdy, they hired his former college teammate from Kale. Uh, Byron Storer to be the assistant special teams coordinator with Rich Basaccia. And now, Nelly, coming back into the fold after two years away, he did spend 11 seasons with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers credits him to uh, some of his his you know, top of the game that Rodgers is, winning MVPs and being one of the best. Tom Clements been hired to replace Luke Getze as the Packers Quarterbacks, coach Rodgers approved. Rowdy, is this the final the final move to make sure Rodgers indeed comes back? Well, they're definitely adding pieces to that <laughs> Green Bay puzzle that have a lot of connections to Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt about that. Indeed, they are. Now, Clement spent 11 seasons in Green Bay. He was the quarterbacks coach from 06 to 2011. He was the offensive coordinator from 2012 to 2014, and associate head coach. From 2015 to 2016, he then went on to be the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator for two years with Arizona in 2019 and 2020 before retiring. And now they've got him back. Uh, Here you go. Rodgers developed under Clements tutelage and gave a lot of credit for his transformation into the top quarterback in the NFL to the now 68-year-old coach. Yeah, I did see a tweet. I'll have to pull it up to see exactly who it was. But there was a tweet out there that said... This is totally a move for Aaron Rodgers and trying to keep Aaron Rodgers. There's here it is. It's Matt uh, Schneidman. Oh yeah, it covers the Packers for what the uh, Athletic. Yeah, he quotes Rob Demosky's tweet about how they're hiring Tom Clements to come back and be the Packers quarterback coach. Yeah, and he says a 68 year old isn't coming out of retirement to coach Jordan Love. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, Especially one that had a good relationship with Aaron Rodgers for over a decade. Yeah. Now the question remains is uh, there's only one piece remaining that once uh, helped develop Aaron Rodgers. Will the Packers and Matt LaFleur coax Mike McCarthy out of Dallas? <laughs> just, I'm just messing okay. with Okay, <laughs> say Mike McCarthy gets canned. Say he does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could you ever see him being brought back to Green Bay? I feel like there's no way Big Mike and that ego could come back to no, Green Bay, especially no if it's not for being a head coach. There's no way. And if he did, that would be the Packers wanting to chase away Aaron Rodgers and give it to Jordan Love. Yeah, there's no way. Speaking of the Packers <laughs> and Big money, Mike. Big Mike, did you see that they have like a week left of their uh, stock sale? Oh, it's still going? Yeah, I guess there's like a week left or something like that. So they haven't did sold out. Did you see how many stocks they sold? No, I did not. Over 200,000, which money-wise, like actual money. 300 a pop? Yeah. it's it's According to the, the numbers, they sold over 200,000 individual stocks, which right now has been over $64.5 million raised. <laughs> yeah. What? Mm-hmm. And they, they still had a week left that they're selling them. They sold how many? Over 200,000. 200, comma? 000, zero, zero, Rowdy? Yes, that'd be six digits. Oh, my God. I, I didn't realize so many. Did you buy one? No. Yeah, neither did I. And they're $300 a pop? Yeah, they said right now their profits on it is over $64 million. <laughs> For a meaningless piece of paper. Correct. Well, I mean, it means something, I guess. I did see some people talking Does about it mean how, something? well, actually, it's it's donating to your favorite team and helping uh, helping pay for your favorite team's finances and, and revenue, it, just different stuff like that, so you don't have to have, like, an owner. What do, we, what do they count when we buy jerseys and tickets and concessions and et cetera, et cetera, then? S- $64 million. That was like $64.5 million right now with a week left to go. Packer fans... 
willingly gave the green and gold $64 million for nothing. Mm-hmm. And there's a week left. Who knows where it ends up? I don't even know what to say. My mind's blown right now. $64 million. Uh, that is kind of cool in, a, in its own way, right? Like, at least you have the... Uh, I like that. At least you have the ability to do it or don't, right? It's not someone forcing you to do it like some kind of tax that they would put on the people. It's like, if you wanted to contribute, you could. If you didn't want to, you didn't have to. I kind of like that. And that's why I did like the tweet that I saw where they were saying how basically this is this is Green Bay Packer fans because obviously if you're not a fan of the Packers, you're not going to buy stock. No. Especially stock that's not worth anything. It's, it's not even worth the paper you're buying. But... I thought it was interesting how they said buying this stock, basically Packer fans help build revenue for the team without having to have an owner. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, what would you rather do? Get bent over by like, let's when the Milwaukee Bucks came in, right? Rowdy, uh, Lazary and Edens. Now they, they paid for some of the new stadium, right? But then they hammered it on the taxpayers. And then you look at, you know, Miller Park, for example, that was a, a tax. I, did they just get out of that tax or is it still, it's a, I think the tax is almost over. Well, the Brewers just over. redid a lot of their stadium stuff yeah. here and Arizona. So you get hammered with tax. Like even if you don't like the Brewers or like, let's say in this instance, if you were hammered by the Packers, you didn't like the Packers, you still had to pay taxes, right? It's like I, I have to pay taxes for in Dane County and I don't have any kids that go to the school. Uh, so I don't have any kids. So therefore let's like, why do I have to pay this tax? Well, it's just part of, you know, being a citizen uh, in the county and in the state. I like the fact that you don't get bent over by the government and, you know, these rich owners that are just trying to fleece their pockets. Like SoFi Stadium, you know SoFi Stadium, no taxpayers had to pay for any of that? Well, and it helps keep the Packers in Green Bay because there's no owner yeah. that's threatening to say, hey, yeah. we're going to move to L.A. Yeah, Green Bay has sold, like I found it right here, the Packers have sold 194,537 shares in 175,874 transactions, earning more than $64.5 million dollars that's insane would okay let's say go back to when they said they're going to open up these sales uh for the stock did you ever think it would be that much money i had no idea well one i thought i never would have thought that depending on where you're at financially even if you're a big packer fan and you wanted one maybe you don't have 300 dollars to just drop down on a piece of paper that you'll hang on your wall yeah well and then they hang it on your wall Rowdy, you got to pay more for the frame and get it like yeah you know, framed and 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 well you can hang it yourself well now that i'm thinking about that some people actually call that art yeah oh yeah so well yeah <laughs> Maybe, like um i would i would guess our by uh, our guy bobby who uh hopefully is listening good morning bob art memorabilia yeah he's got like rooms full of memorabilia that he considers uh art it's like his uh his own picasso's his own Rembrandts, his own, you know, Van Gogh's hanging. So, yeah, $300 is a lot of money for a piece of paper, but 194,537 of them have been sold. Wow. $300. This is the, what, the sixth ever stock offering uh, for the Packers. So it's your final week today, Rowdy. Final week today is when you can help the Packers um, get – more than $64 billion. See, my biggest thing right now, like where I'm at with my personal life, uh-huh. it's like I wouldn't want to drop $300 right no. now. Now, if that was 20 years from now, maybe I do for something to put on the wall. My question is, all right, let's say you bought one, Rowdy, and years down the road, like the Packers, I'm sure they'll have stock sales down the road, but I'm sure (laughs) if you can raise almost $65 million, I'm sure you will. Would you ever part with an old stock? Like, do you think so? Like, would you think someone ever like, Hey, I I missed out on a stock sale. Can I have, uh, you know, yours? I'm like, yeah, double $600 for this piece of paper. Oh, our guy, Bobby is good morning, Bob. Bobby is listening. Tell, tell Bobby. Good morning, Rowdy. Good morning. He says, I do uh, about his, uh, Bobby, did you buy? Bob, call in, 608-321-1670. i got to ask you a question about uh, the Packers memorabilia and stock. Call in if you feel so inclined. So the Packers, $64 million. Here's another question, Rowdy. Will they use some of that money to help keep Aaron Rodgers with his big contract? <laughs> or does that, doesn't, that doesn't really help out with the salary cap? That, they that unfortunately doesn't help out with the salary cap. Unbelievable. Because I feel like 
at least half the state would probably donate to Aaron Rodgers staying. The other half would say, Psh. Uh, one state, uh, half of the state rowdy would start a GoFundMe for Aaron Rodgers, and then the other half of the state would try to get that GoFundMe shut down and the money uh, taken back so Rodgers couldn't stay. That's uh, what they would do. Bobby, is that you? You rang. <laughs> you rang. Good morning, Bobby. Happy Friday. What's up? Oh, just living the dream, baby. Living the dream. All right. So uh, when Rowdy was talking about people say this like stock that they buy, they they frame it, they hang it. It's like art to them. You have the most memorabilia of anyone I've seen, like with the pictures you sent me. Do you consider that your art? It is a masterpiece hanging on my wall, and I would never part with it. And it hurts my soul that you say it has no value. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, listen, it has value, but at the same time, it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's got sentimental value, which you can't put a price on, right? Okay, it has more than sentimental value. It makes you an owner. True, true, true. You are an owner in the team. So did you buy the latest they, edition of the stock then, Bobby? No, I bought it originally when it came out the very first time. Oh, okay. I think I got mine for like 100 bucks. Yeah, okay. So you, so then I was wondering then if you would then buy this go-around, because today's your last day if you wanted to. Okay, well, I'm kind of an idiot, but one one piece is enough for me. <laughs> so I've, I've done my investment. I got in early when it was cheap. Okay, good, good. I don't. I think the return on the investment. I don't know if it's 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 good return, but you know, sentimental yeah, value. Little, you can't put a price. On. He did get in at a dicey. good time, though. <laughs> yes, it's a little dicey. But talking about Rogers. Yes, because you sent me a very intriguing guys, email. Did you like that? I, I chuckled this morning. Most of the I, time, some of the time. I chuckled this morning at about 5 a.m. It was my first laugh of the day. Okay, so you know how I equate everything to relationships, right? Yes. Okay, so is Rodgers now, like the Packers, this wooing, desperate guy trying to woo this hot chick and throwing bobbles at her? Please, please come back. Please be mine. It's almost pathetic. It's like they're on their hands and he's begging him. I mean, it's it's to the point of groveling. <laughs> I think I, I, it's kind of embarrassing. I think for the Packer organization. So bringing like bringing like a former college teammate and then uh, a guy that was retired to bring him back. Like the, the, the Packers are groveling. You're not. It doesn't look like groveling from the outside to you. I mean, it does. It does look like, you know, you break up with someone, and I like your analogy, and then you do everything in your power to try and win them back and woo them back. Hmm. Those 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 are the those do those relationship relationships ever end up working out? No, they never do. <laughs> and now all the power is completely shifted, and it's exactly what he wanted, and it's just. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's just one guy. Okay, well, this one guy, Bobby, I mean, is the MVP. He does give you the Packers the best shot at potentially getting more than Jordan Love to a Super Bowl. And then also, he doesn't have a no-trade clause in his contract, so the Packers still have that over his head. You know I'm a firm believer in cutting him loose, cutting Devontae loose, trying to pick up some kind of C-plus, B-minus quarterback fill in some spots, make a run for it. Look at the two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Are either one of them studs? Are either that one of them like knocking on the door being MVP? I'd say yes. <laughs> Who? B- well, Burrow finished, I think, in the top five. Burrow was balling, Bobby. And I think Stafford finished in the top ten. All right. So would you consider them an A-level or a B-plus, A-minus? Right right now in his career, I consider Joe Burrow under the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, like those type of quarterbacks. And I think Stafford's probably always been a B-plus, A-minus. Okay, so that's that's my point. It's, we could pick up a boy like Stafford for a reasonable price, fill in some holes, and I think we can make a good run in it. And hmm. I, I just I cannot see how this is playing You're well. ready for a new lover. I, I, you know what? <laughs> The other thing is, I just cannot see how this, yes, yes, I am. And number two, I just can't see how this is playing well in the locker room with all the other guys. Yeah. Well, there was some very intriguing tweets from Packers yesterday, by the way. We'll have to bring that up. Uh, Bobby, I, you're just ready for something new. I get it. Like, it's, it's the same old song and dance for you. You're ready for uh, some, a, little, a little strange. You're ready for some strange. 
you know what? I'm going to have to go to a new bar. I'm going to have to go hang out at the new end and find me a new hot chick. Yep, you got to get a new, a new scent, a new cologne, you know, maybe some new clothes. Uh, really right. go out there peacocking on them. I get it. Little new swag. Yep, new swag. I can, you know. But. Hey, you're not still moving to moving away, are you? Oh, yeah. What? I just, as a matter of fact, I'm closing on my Georgia condo on the 8th. Unbelievable. Is that where your daughter is? Okay, I, I get it then. Well, we're going to miss you, Bobby. You know you can, like, stream us and stuff, though. Dude, right? I'm still going to be here, though, during the summers. Okay. I'm burden out of here. So it's not a full-time gig for the next three years. Okay, well, man, that's just Wisconsin's going to be, uh, you know, one less one less good-looking sun around here. So it's, you know, it's you know but I will hang my work of art, my Van Gogh. <laughs> Packers stock in Georgia <laughs> so that every Georgian can see that I am an owner and they will not question where my loyalty lies in the NFL. Okay. Okay. I like that, Bobby. Let it be known. No, hang it like, hang it like in the front of your house, like outside, like weather, weatherproof it and hang it. So everyone knows that the owner lives here. You know what? I like where your head's at. I think that's an excellent <laughs> suggestion. Not sure my wife's going to be totally on board with that one. Oh, that's just yeah. fine. It's a give and take relationship, you know? Yeah. I give, she takes. You know how that works. I've yeah. been married long enough to figure that one uh, out. Yeah, I'm married too. Bobby, you're the man, brother. All right, much love, <laughs> see, gentlemen. Have a good day. See, <laughs> see now I kind of want to run like, some funny. type of poll question. Let's do it. Something like, uh, I got to like think about it for a second, but would you rather roll with, if, if you're, it's for people like Bobby, I yeah. guess. If you're ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers, would you rather roll with Jordan Love or would you rather dip your toe back into drafting another quarterback God. in like the next year or so? Uh, we have a question here from uh, my brother, Thor Sanity. Dr. Thor Sanity, good morning. He says, where do you just find a quarterback like Stafford or Burrow? (laughs) I think more in tune with what Bobby was saying. He's like, where do you just find Joe Burrow? Where do you just find Matt Stafford? That's a that's a good question. Wouldn't you say Aaron Rodgers is the best of all of them? I mean, how is the MVP? Well, I consider both of those two quarterbacks after this football season. They're both top 10 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, look at Burrow. I mean, look at Burrow did. And Stafford's. Stafford, Stafford. Stafford's always been like what? Stafford's always 10. been around 10 for me. No, 10, yeah. Rodgers is the MVP. I mean, he's he's one or two right now, you know? Well, I guess he would be Tom Brady's retired. He's done. So, I mean, would you put Rodgers at number one? Would you put... Um, ben Roethlisberger retired? Would you put Patrick Mahomes? Well, just think about Patrick all, Mahomes number one? Think about all the talent at quarterback position that's retired in the last few years. We'll We'll start with going back to Peyton Manning. Drew Brees, Brees. Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of guys that were pretty good for a long time. Yep. And now it's the, who's the oldest quarterback? Uh, uh, Fitzpatrick. (laughs) And you never, you would never confuse him with any of the guys we just listed. But with him being in the stands at a Buffalo Bills playoff game, shirtless, shirtless, drinking beer. I'm thinking he's closer to the end too. I also kind of feel that Rowdy. I feel that as well. Uh, sounds of Dr. Dre right there. Oh, happy birthday to Dr. Dre, 57 years young today. I know this guy was nodding his head, bopping, weaving, crip walking with Snoop Dogg during the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Our gambler of the stars, Dave Essler. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I am fantastic now that you're on, Dave. I was a little, you know, like the coffee wasn't hitting just right, but knowing that you were coming up was keeping me through the day. And now that I got you, I am on cloud nine, my friend. Feels good. How are you? You're so full of shit. <laughs> David, that is, that is just a lie. Come on now. <laughs> Dave, question for you. Sure. How was the Super Bowl for you? What, uh, how was the uh, prop bet? You, you, you cash any? I think I, I was in the middle somewhere. I I, I, um, I I wish you hadn't brought that up because I do have, <laughs> I do have, I do have a bad memory. I had the... Uh, I had the over twenty four over twenty three and a half points in the first half, uh, so that Hecker bobbled snap did not help. Um, that would have put me at twenty four midway through the second quarter. Yeah, and nor did the, nor did the last two or three possessions by each team in the last four minutes. Now, Dave, you know, this like, this might you know, be... a smart a smart guy like Cooper Cup doesn't run out of bounds with no timeouts and. Yeah. They, you know, uh, forget it. Let's move on. Dave, well, well, hang on. One more, one more. Because I might, Misery loves company, so I'm going to anger you and I think Nelly at the same time. Samaj P. Ryan. 
Does that do anything for you one way or the other? Um, I, I think it would be more like Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, <laughs> but yeah. Rowdy has uh, some Maj P Ryan on his S list, correct, Rowdy? Yeah, he couldn't even stretch. Get the first down, jeez. Yeah, you can't blame you can't blame him. You got to you got to that's that's on, that's on the whoever called that play or those plays. All right, so we'll we'll, we'll just blame a lot of people today, Dave. Okay, so <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. It's never our Personally, fault. It's never ours. It's never us. Personal accountability is not, uh, you know, that's a universal thing. Uh, I nor you have a copyright on it. Yeah. It's not. It's not a me problem. It's a you problem. Okay. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You want to fit into this world? That's the way it is. Exactly. Pass the buck. Uh, Dave, Rowdy can. I gotta. Rowdy's gotta brag a little bit. Okay. Uh, we did a little football urine review on Monday, and as the professional professional gambler that you are, highly successful. I gotta ask. Rowdy, tell Dave your stats in football, and if, if that gets the nod of approval from the pro. Yeah, between the the college, the NFL sides and totals, and then some NFL props, we ended up finishing fifty six point two percent. How is that in the eyes of a pro? Fifty six point two is like it's a border. I, I don't know. I I, I hate to. No, nope, no, nope, we <laughs> we want all honesty here, pure truth. I you get it, but when you get to the top, there's nowhere to go but down. Um, 50, 56 point whatever percent over an entire season is really good. And then tell them what you did just in college alone. College was really good. That was in the 60s. But we do have one guy, the other rival Dave on these airwaves, who said uh-huh. he guarantees he could go 70 to 75 percent. He's blind, too. By the way. Picking how picking how many games though? I mean, anybody can go three and one. <laughs> it's a whole month of March. How many games a day? We'll do one a day, so roughly roughly twenty five picks. There's only twenty five days in March. No, week week well, weekdays. Monday through Friday. Oh, uh, you know, because um, on the weekends we get a, we gotta reset that, the batteries. That's a, that's a pretty small sample size, but I still would tend to doubt it. <laughs> That's because you're the smartest, Dave, that I know. The other one, the other one, I don't know, is the intelligence is in question every day. Uh, Dave. If you, want to, if, you want to, if you want to put up like an entire season with, you know, four or five college picks and two or three NFL picks a weekend, I would, I would, I would give Rowdy, uh, he would probably be minus 300 to win that match. Oh, okay, okay. All right, Rowdy, a nice favorite there. I'll take that. So, yeah, uh, big, big chalk, big chalk. Big, big chalk, Rowdy. So, Dave, in this time, uh, Nelly over here won some UFC um, bets earlier today. But yeah, I heard, I heard. That's what I heard. Do you ever dabble in that? No. No. What you dabble? Yeah. I know somebody that actually fought in UFC, and um. I know what he used to be like, and I know what he's like now. So, <laughs> so you wouldn't be taking his advice, is what you're saying? Nah, yeah, but you know, so, probably not. Dave, I want to take your advice. Like, it's now that football's over, and we're in this little doldrum, right? Baseball looks like they can't get their heads out of their asses. So I don't know if like that's in question. And now we just have college basketball because NBA's on the All Star break. Like, how do you go about? Because Rowdy was like looking at the college basketball board, and it's like it was a tough day for him to find something. That's why he dipped in the UFC. How do you, as the professional, like? What do you what do you do in this time when really there's not much to bet on? Like, what do you do to help fatten your wallet? Um, there is actually a lot to bet on, and some of it's even NFL. I mean, there's a lot of futures that you can bet. I already bet two teams to win the Super Bowl next year. Packers? Um, <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. No value there. Sorry, brother. That's okay. So uh, you bet on futures? What else did you bet on besides Super Bowl? Um. No, just so far, just the Super Bowl. But I'll be working on the NFL draft. That's usually pretty pretty profitable. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Because okay. books don't books don't books are tend to be slow to move things. So you know you can actually get. I don't know. I don't even like Mel Kiper, so I'll just use Todd McShay. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll just he'll just say I you know, I was on the phone with so and so, and they're going to take so and so next, or when they with two picks from now. Well, the books would still have that on the board for a good 60 seconds before sure. they took it down. So, so you could just go ahead and bet, you know, so-and-so is going to be the 22nd pick or the first cornerback in the draft is going to be X. Um, you can actually, it's actually, it's not really cheating. It's taking advantage of every advantage you have. 
Um, and I don't feel bad doing it because the, the books would do that to you yeah. if they had it. So, I mean, those hotels yeah. don't build, build themselves. You know what I'm saying? No, so, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a college, I mean, an NFL future, I bet. I, mean, I do think the Bengals to win it again next year. And I don't have, I don't have a long time here to explain why, but I also took the Tennessee Titans. Now people would laugh the Tennessee Titans. Well, let me, I think they're 22 to one right now. But what if Tom Brady came out of retirement and went to play for the Titans? Oh. Then what would the odds? Then what would the odds be? I mean, now, then they'd be a favorite. Dave, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but the Titans GM came out and said that Ryan Tannehill is their guy. But um, also, did you hear Aaron Rodgers? I, I, I didn't hear that. And even if I did, I would say BS. <laughs> exactly. Aaron Rodgers is building a house in the Nashville suburbs, so look out. Well, that's what I'm saying, even if it's Rodgers. But, I mean, what what other teams in the NFL really have a lot of talent but are a quarterback shy of being legit? There aren't many, and Tennessee would be one of them. And don't forget, Rabel uh, and Brady go back an awful long way. I think Brady has a lot more respect for Rabel than he did for Bruce Arians. So I, w- I wouldn't rule that out. I feel like it depends who you and, ask, and, Dave. And, and, and if, he, if he goes to that division, too, I mean, who's going to beat him in that division? Jacksonville? You are, you are a smart cookie, aren't you, Dave? I feel the like Colts it depends who you ask, though, Dave, because if you ask half of Packer fans right now, they'd probably say the Packers would be in that line for a, a good quarterback. Well, I, I don't think Brady wants to play in Green Bay now that he's had a taste of South Florida. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You get a taste of that. Well, I mean, a bunch of Wisconsinites know that, Dave. Uh, the older you get here in Wisconsin, the more uh, you know you are probably moved to Florida. So they get a taste of that Florida, you know, in the winter, and then they abscond away from Wisconsin because summers here are beautiful, Dave. Very beautiful. You should come up for a summertime. I know the cold's not- actually. I'm going ice fishing on Sunday. It's going to be 51 degrees. I might be swimming, but I'm going to go ice fishing on Sunday. Would you like to come? 51? No. No, I would not. I actually had, I actually, no. I actually, I, I had, I had an, uh, a, a head with an ice fishing shack one time. Um, when I was on an ice boat at two o'clock in the morning, clearly not sober doing like a hundred miles an hour. And it, it was crazy. I would never do that again. I don't even want to do it. Sounds, yeah, these guys, uh, these guys, these guys talked to me. It was on, it was, on, uh, it was in Zenda in, in uh, um, not too far from you guys, actually. So you're soured from the ice fishing experience then from that? Um, you know, yeah. I mean, if I, I, I just, it's the people. I mean, I love you guys, but anybody that's going to go out at 2 o'clock in the morning, drunk out of their mind, and go ice boating at 80 miles an hour and use uh, ice fishing shacks as the buoys that go around definitely has a couple of screws loose. Well, I must have a couple. This one's kind of fun. I must have a couple screws loose. Uh, Dave, well, we're just we're no boat for it. We're just going to be standing. So, I mean, I'll bring a Long Island just in case you do uh, come up, okay? All right, Dave, though, college basketball, uh, yeah. what do you got cooking? Uh, what do you got cooking in college basketball? Can you give us something you like out of the college ranks? I like the VCU and the Richmond over tonight. Uh, I bet it last night at 130 and a half. I think it's gone up a little bit. Maybe I have that many customers that I couldn't move that line. Um, I highly doubt it, but, you know, they played a 126 game earlier this season. Um, and in that game, I think Richmond, who's a, a great three-point shooting team, I think they shot like 18%. Uh, and VCU, who typically gets to the free throw line, I think they took 10 free throws. So I'm looking for a little reverse regression and a few more points than the last time they played tonight. Okay. And uh, tomorrow, Ooh. I actually took uh, Arkansas over Tennessee, uh, the line's not out yet. I think that's probably going to be about a pick em. And uh, I think Tennessee uh, comes uh, into this game off. Uh, I think they got, they got a huge home game coming up uh, with Kentucky. I mean, they play Kentucky rather on Wednesday. So, you know, it could be a little bit of a mental letdown. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas had a kind of a cakewalk against Missouri. So, okay. You know, I like uh, that. The, the Vols have a, the, the Vols love the three ball, but I think the Hogs have like a, Second best perimeter defense in the SEC, so I think it's also a little bit, a little bit of a matchup problem. So I think, I think people, people that are casual fans like your buddy Dave that hit seventy five percent, he they he would probably like Tennessee because they're they're sexy and trendy right now. But I like Arkansas. 
All right, Dave. Okay, I love it. And something else that I was, you know, I love following you on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler, E-S-S-L-E-R. Many people to do so. So, Dave, I saw you giving out some free uh, NBA player uh, props uh, on your, uh, as a pregame.com you're with, Dave? Like, can you, I don't think we've ever really plugged much of your stuff. Could you, if we want to consume. I I did did, did horrible last night, so don't plug anything. (laughs) People people don't understand how good that 57% rowdy hit is. Oh, you know, like the blind, the blind Dave, they, not you, Dave, the other not, Dave. No, Rowdy gives him off a free. I charge for him. Yeah, but, I mean, you gave me a free pick, though. So, like, uh, I saw yeah. your fantastic video. You said the dubs aren't coming easy lately, but you're still you're still cashing, dude. I mean, like. Yeah, I actually have cashed every single one of those NBA player props. That, but that's another thing. I have time to look at those now where I didn't when we had football, football, and football. Yeah. What, so, what is, so what does Dave Essler do without football now? Besides gambling and everything I have, else? I, I have a tea time in one hour and nine minutes. Oh, <laughs> how's the golf game been, Dave? Horrible. A bad game of golf on a Friday morning uh, with a slow, slow day certainly beats going ice fishing. Dave, Dave, it's going to be 51 degrees on Sunday. Ice fishing 51. Come on, brother. That sounds that's balmy. Uh, fine, you go for it. I mean, uh, you don't have to talk me into it. Well, I'm, I'm tr- I told you I'd bring a Long Island with me just in case. Um, no. Are you, all right, that's that's your, that's your final answer. No, that is my final answer. Unbelievable, no. Dave. That's fine. I'll, no, I'll keep when, when you get to be my when you get to be my age, you get to live vicariously through other people, and I enjoy doing that. All right, Dave. Well, I'll give you all the tales. Of uh, what happens on Sunday when you join us next Friday, okay? Take some pictures and throw up on Twitter. I don't want to wait till next Friday. Okay, right, I'll do that. All right, Dave. He's telling you he's going ice fishing at fifty-one. He he probably ends up drinking that Long Island, and it might actually turn into him swimming. <laughs> well, then take pictures of that too, Dave. You got it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm really pale. Just halfway. All right, Dave. Good. Hit him long. Hit him straight. And we'll check you out, Dave underscore Essler on Twitter, pregame.com, all your good stuff, brother. Happy gambling, and thanks for joining us. I uh, always appreciate it, my man. All right, have, have a good weekend. Make a lot of money, and uh, don't don't drown in the water. Oh, no promises, but I'll try not to. See you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and, yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Hey, don't forget, Rowdy and I, March 12th, Madison Indoor Golf Center. The return of the of the boys over the line. We were there last year. It was awesome. Oh, one shy of a sellout, and that was in the that was in the grips of COVID nineteen. Rowdy, we said we're gonna go have fun, and we did. We came. We saw. We conquered. Golf Tory Pines, highly successfully. Drank a lot of beer so much they went and got more beer for us because there are good people there at the Madison Indoor Golf Center. So March twelfth, we're gonna be there from noon to five. Yep. Also, we'll have raffles, prizes to give away while we're there. They have TVs pretty much set at every single station for the simulators just because it is conference basketball tournament season time. So we'll be watching those, playing some simulator golf, yeah. having some drinks, also some food. And and there's non-alcoholic too there as well. Uh, they do it all for everyone. And then I think afterwards, Rowdy, we got a P-A-R-T. Why? Because we got to... You know, it's funny because we were talking about, we were reminiscing on Badger Tailgates yesterday. And remember Spider and JP? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about them. Then I was did a, and we had mentioned them, but we hadn't heard from or seen them in a while. And then I was on the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills last night, and Spider texted me, and he's like, he's like, hey, if you, because Grant invited me out for Bloody Mary on Sunday, I'm actually going ice fishing. Is it ice fishing when it's 51 degrees? I'm going ice fishing. And then I said, and then he said, I hope to see you guys at the golf simulator. So I think Spider and JP are going to make their appearance. That's the first time we had met them. So it's always so fun to meet uh, different listeners and then just go party. So we're going to do the golf simulator noon to five. And then I think it's party time because you went and partied afterwards. Would you go like Silver Eagle? Yeah, we went and got food and the, had some drinks. Was the Marsh, Mar- Marshall boys? Yeah. And I think there was some uh, Dells guys as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So March 12th, go details can be found at madcitysportszone.com. That's our, uh, our website. Just go all the way at the top. You'll see golf simulator outing. Click it. Details on how you can sign up are right there. Nelly, baseball. Why do they hate? Why does baseball hate the fans? Why do hey, they, they hate had us? A, they had a meeting. It was pre-scheduled. Everyone talked about how they were having a meeting yesterday, and hopefully there would be some ground made up. Well, hang on. Let me ask you. How long? So the Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball's Players Association had their meeting. Uh, it was announced a couple of days ago. It was going to be on Thursday. We're going to get stuff done. We're going to have baseball back. Rowdy, how long did the meeting last? Well, first off, I think it's Rob Manfred and a lot of other people are still confident that the season starts on time. And they were talking about this meeting and then the meeting lasts 15 minutes yesterday. 15 minutes. What's the point minutes. of even getting together? It's to tell each other to F off. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you actually even have a shot at getting done in 15 minutes? Well, Nothing. Think, think about a normal meeting, okay? Think about a meeting. Like, I'm sure everyone listening has been to some form of a meeting. You come into the meeting, and things don't start happening right away, right? You, you sit down, you get comfortable, you do a little small, oh, hey, hey, Steve, how's the wife, how's the kids? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've just been working, nothing crazy, you know, little this, little that. <laughs> like, you got you to gotta settle in, right? Nothing just immediately starts happening in the meeting. So there's like five minutes of just dicking around and exchange of pleasantries. And then there's the end. There's like the awkward goodbye, unless like you really blow up in the meeting. Uh, if you're a, a true Midwesterner, you, you slap your knees and go, oh, well, yeah, I suppose. And then you kind of just go on your merry way. I bet you actual conversation was probably, I'll give them tops 10 minutes of actual conversational baseball. They, wh- why do they hate us? Why do they hate the fans? I don't get it, dude. Okay. 15 minutes. So they had the meeting, and, and one of, we talked about some of those big, like, their one through tens on what both sides wanted. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they don't ever really want to discuss kind of like those top four. Well, supposedly at this meeting, it really centered around like the uh, arbitration again and the what in MLB is called super twos, yeah. which is like your well, it's your service time and how you get paid like arbitration. Well, the so biggest dumb. thing that they've talked about in the past and it's been brought up, it's when these guys that are obviously major league ready get kept in the minor leagues like your Ryan Bronze, like your Bryce Harper's, like your Chris Bryant. They, they were all kept in the minor leagues like a month too long yeah. because it was to save that year. Well, the Players Association basically almost wanted like that uh, percentage flipped because the number, number of arbitration years determined on your service time and where you rate versus other people in your class. But normally arbitration is between three and four years. Well, if they're a really good player, like the bronze, the uh, Bryants and the Harpers, you hold them back that extra month, you get that extra year. Yep. So yeah, it's obviously it's cheating them. It's cheating the fans. It's kind of cheating the system. So I get it. Well, why do you hate us? The player association, because normally 22% of players, uh, 22% of players don't end up getting that fourth year. They want to flip that to 80. Really? So then obviously major league baseball is like, absolutely not. We're not not flipping percentages here. And then major league baseball player association came back with, okay, well then if we're going to do more arbitration years, because you don't want to change it. How about the arbitration pool gets bigger as in, you know, for example, Josh Hader's making eight million dollars a year, roughly, from arbitration this year. If he's on the open market, he's making twenty plus. Oh, yeah, big money. So they want a big bigger, stacks. yeah, they want a bigger market in arbitration. Therefore, those Josh Haters of the world could take their eight millions and maybe get up to like fifteen million. You know, you see what? Get it? Yeah, I get it. So they have a bigger pool for these guys to make more money, and then Major League Baseball goes. No, go go after yourself. <laughs> yeah. So there's literally been hardly any progress. It feels like being made now. I think they just sit down and look at each other in the eyes and like try to think of as many obscenities as they can in different ways to just throw at them. Yeah. You. In, in major league baseball, no, they set a date, man. This was a while ago for like when it had to be figured out so that the season would start on time. February 28th. And it was 10 days from now. Yep. 10 days. 10. So check this out, Rowdy. I'm uh, reading here, Major League Baseball and the Players Association intend to hold multiple bargaining sessions perhaps every day as early as Monday. 
<laughs> Got to take the weekend. Got, off. Listen, I know the start of the season is in jeopardy, but here's the thing. I got a tea time on Saturday, Sunday. I'm doing brunch with the parents. Okay. Like I got things I got to do. So maybe we'll start on Monday. Do you know when the Brewers first game is? Uh, not off the top of my head. March, late March. It's supposed to be March 31st. March 31st. <laughs> We're getting there fast. And <laughs> it's by the February way, 18th. Yeah. By the way, February 28th is a Monday. Yeah. And that would say if you get everyone back, you know, you still got to give them a, like a week for the things really get done on Mondays too. I feel like you're just easing into the work week on a Monday. We'll see. I mean, they're really easing into these meetings with 15 minute meetings. <laughs> so here's what ha- I got a little info here. Um, a bargaining session between both entities lasts 50 minutes and produced little progress. Do you think toward a new collective bargaining agreement? The union offered tweaks to its arbitration rowdy, like you were saying. Uh, arbitration demands while asking Major League Baseball for more money in pre-arbitration. Rowdy was just saying. A three-man Major League Baseball delegation led by Deputy Commissioner Dan O'Halem arrived shortly before one Eastern time for just the six negotiating sessions on core economics since the work stoppage began in December. The sides met on the 78th day of the lockout and one day after spring training workouts were scheduled to commence. But sources say neither side felt there was much progress in the negotiations. So after 15 minutes and two sides being like, hey, F you, buddy. Nah, buddy, F you. They left. Yeah, and I think the Player Association also wanted a higher salary for uh, like minimums. But yeah, if you look at it, if your date is really February 28th, that puts you... Oof. about what's see one, two, three, four, four and a half weeks away from the regular season. But you gotta, you gotta think you gotta take at least a week for players to get to spring training, like logistics wise, right? Yeah. At least a week. Then you start playing the, then you have like your first week of like the, the opening practices where everyone's kind of getting loose, getting into it. If you figured it out, we'll say on the 28th, that very last day, you take the rest of that week. So everyone reports on the next Monday. I mean, you're still sitting here with like three and a half weeks of the season. You would literally have like a week of practice, like people getting loose and two weeks of spring training and you're starting the season. Like that's, that's about what some of those people prophesize could potentially happen. Spring training being like literally two weeks and that, that could very well happen if they get it done by the 28th. So Rowdy, obviously they don't want to work the weekends because they say they're going to have meetings. They're prepared. They're prepared to meet every day starting Monday next week. That means if they have 15 minute meetings for five days, you know, work days, work week, if they have 15 minute meetings, 75 every day, minutes, going 75, uh, barely over an hour. They'll have talked all week. If they continue on to these 15 minute long meetings, who do you think breaks? The player, uh, the players' association. Yeah, because it hurts them more. Yeah, we are. When COVID happened and there's no fans in the stands, you know, last season, not the season that happened, but the one before it, we found out that the owners could still make profit. Right, it was profit for three years, three and a half, three and a half years without any fans in the stands. And before that was they paying, would start to hurt. Yeah, that was paying players' salaries. Yeah, before before they'd feel the squeeze. But yeah, if there's no games, there's no game checks, so mm-hmm. players would feel that instantly. And if you're a player who's like rehabbing from injury right now, you are not allowed to use your team's facilities, their medicals, their doctors. You're on your own. So if you're a big time player and you're rehabbing, you need to go find your own doctor. Now. Oh, and that's exactly why it's kind of funny because I saw a lot of people freak out about how Major League Baseball is no longer testing. Yeah, they're not testing for for, for PEDs. PEDs. Time to write up, boys. But yeah, but that's the thing. The only reason why they're not testing is because the the negotiation in that deal ran out. Yeah, and therefore all of these players are not employed. Therefore, there's no testing that needs to be done. Time to ramp this bulking season, boys. <laughs> Let's go. But as soon as they figure out a deal and they start testing again, do you think more people? Do you think people get start getting popped? We're like, hey, we're gonna be, we're gonna be careful. Here. Well, I would say you don't understand the the, the deal if you started <laughs> roiding for like <laughs> for like two weeks. Yeah, or well, probably be longer than that. You'd be pretty dumb. Ryan Braun's like looking for a comeback. He's like, yes. Where's my biogenesis gummy bears? They're Let's not go. testing anymore. There's a universal DH. Hey, honey, I'm going back to Milwaukee. Let's go. Pack up the boys. We're going. Yeah, there you go. A little baseball. Yeah, maybe we'll have an update.
Tuesday. So the verbiage is Packer fans, if you're done with Aaron Rodgers, do you want to roll with Jordan Love or draft a quarterback in the next year or two? Early returns and very early returns. Draft a new quarterback. Not a lot of love for love. Well, real quick, if we're going to go off of four votes, it looks like. <laughs> very early returns. It's like the polling when people vote. It's like um, like four people walk out. They're like, oh, this person's going to win. <laughs> California's oh, red yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, what are you going to say, Robbie, the, about No, but I'm saying, yeah, very early poll returns. If that say it does hold, say it does hold. Seventy five percent of people want to draft a new quarterback. Why do you want to push Aaron Rodgers out of the door if if the quarterback that you want for the future isn't even currently on the roster? Now that's a great question, Rowdy. Let's go uh, line four. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. Well, if it isn't Wisco Chad, what's up, brother? Ride with the horse that got you there. <laughs> I don't understand why you want to ride that that beautiful stallion, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, with his flowing mane, flowing <laughs> mane, and just tripping off ivermectin. Dude, he's gonna be pissed. He's got no lady. Looking for looking for a ring. Coming uh, back scorched earth. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all for Aaron Rodgers. I might sub- I might uh, abstain myself from voting, but if I were to vote, if I was done with Rodgers, I would vote the option of draft a new quarterback. I mean, is it a big draft or a quarterback class? I mean, who are you drafting? Well, I mean, this is a draft of quarterback in the next year or two. Because the quarterback class coming up is not that good, right, Rowdy? Yeah, it's pretty thin. Yeah. And that's it's decent for wide receivers, right? So... So I don't know, but I'm, I'm with you, Chad. Ride with the stallion, the majestic flowing mane of Rodgers. Uh, run it back, right? I mean, that's just it. Like, you know, they talk salary cap issues. That's just numbers. They can figure that out. That's not as crazy as what it sounds. Yeah. And I, I, what, Zedaria sticks up $28 million of that? Let him go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like you did anything this year. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's 20, or, well, I think the cap hits like $16 million. There's $16 million of your 48. And then what you restructure Rogers and you got probably half of that back. So you're looking at extending somebody else and wow, we're good. Chad, I actually sent a tweet to RJ and Ebo last night and it was basically where they sit at the salary cap issues right now for every team. But if they did a complete max restructure on their veteran contracts that are going to be there for a while, how much they can actually get out from under the cap. And it's actually pretty crazy for the Packers because the Packers, you know, they sit there at about 50, almost $60 million right now over the cap. But if they restructured all their important veteran uh, contracts, they could still in theory get under the cap by $40 million. Yeah, I mean, it's isn't that funny how that works? They could add free agents. Yeah, yeah. And, and every single team, including the New Orleans Saints, who are currently eighty million over the cap right now, could still, in theory, get under it by like forty million. Yeah, the cap is just our one of our listeners, J. Krebs Jordan, says the cap is just not. It's made up. It's pretend. I kind of agree with him. I mean, you're, I mean you're it's there, there, but there. it's no. not. It's there, but no. I mean, they can do anything to you know to to not cheat the system, but get under it. Well, but it's, uh, you know, like, so baseball has no salary cap, but baseball also doesn't have voidable years they can add to a contract. And they don't have, you know, like, they have guaranteed contracts. Uh, basketball, I think, is similar. Um, and that's where you run into the issues here for football is, like, they can cut you, and it's the, the penalty to the organization is very little. So why not make it a eight-year contract? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Bring back the stallion. Let's ride him to the promised land. So, Rowdy, there are some interesting tweets, but before we get to that, uh, the draft. Maybe Jordan loves the Yoko Ono. Maybe he's breaking. You know, he pissed everyone off when he first came in or Aaron Rodgers. So we have the Twitter poll out inspired by Rowdy. It's if you're done with Rodgers, what do you want to do? Stick with Jordan Love or you draft a quarterback in the next year or two? Right now, 60% of the early return votes say draft a new quarterback. 40% obviously stick with Love. And first off, if you really want to push Aaron Rodgers out, I feel like you have to believe in Jordan Love. Because if you're drafting a quarterback, 
you would either be drafting a quarterback this year or you'd be drafting a quarterback next year because for right now, Aaron Rodgers is only under a one more year. He's under contract for one more year, and that's this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to be drafting a quarterback now or next year. So that that just that just means you don't really have a plan. So, Rowdy, if you're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, and if you're looking at the quarterbacks this year, number one on a lot of – well, boards are obviously cha- interchanging all the time between now and draft day. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of people like Kenny Pickett, right? He was a guy Pittsburgh. that was up for – a Heisman had a really good season. Solid, but not eye popping. Yeah. And then number two, you have Desmond Ritter for Cincinnati. When he played on the big stage Ritter. against like the Alabama, you could tell he just was him in Cincinnati in general just wasn't ready. And I know there there's been some accuracy questions mm-hmm. about Ritter. You look at number three, Malik Willis out of Liberty. Liberty now Liberty. he's a guy that a lot of people thought had talent, but also he played at Liberty. He wasn't playing against the best competition, but he was a guy at the Super Bowl. Everyone came away wowed by him. Everyone loves him after the Senior Bowl. A lot of people have moved Malik Willis up to their number one. And then you have Matt Corral, who pretty solid year at Old Miss. Now he's a guy that's come out recently, like you saw, saying that he's battled mental health stuff. Yep. And he had depression. And all four of those injuries. guys are projected first round picks. And then mm-hmm. once you get down to like number five, you have Carson Strong, who playing at Nevada, he's a guy that spreads it out and throws the ball all over. So he's not necessarily coming from any type of pro style offense. You have Sam Howell, who's a kid at North Carolina that was a highly recruited kid, but I would say most people, probably including Mac. Um, what is it? Uh, no, the, co- the coach at uh, North Carolina, former Texas coach. Oh, um, what the hell's his name? Regardless, Damn. doesn't matter. Uh, Mac Brown. Mac Brown. Mac Brown. Can't think of his last name. Mac Brown. <laughs> Sam Howell's kind of underachieved since getting to North Carolina. Like, yeah, he can throw the ball over, but they've underachieved. You look at Jack Cohn's sl- uh, slotted at number seven. I think Jack Cohn and my. Uh, my comparison for Jack Cohn, it's probably like Scott Tolzien. I think that's being generous, too. And then you get down to eight. It's Bailey Zappi, who's a guy that throws it all over from Western Kentucky and, and a year ago was actually playing for Houston Baptist. Mm-hmm. And then you have Caleb Ellaby, Western Michigan. Never even heard of him. And Dustin Crum, Kent State. He's not very good. <laughs> that's that's your top ten quarterbacks in this draft basically once you get outside of that top four who knows when that uh, next quarterback will be drafted third fourth round like if you don't have a first round pick that you're willing to take a quarterback on this is not a deep quarterback draft no this is not a deep quarterback draft at all and then you look at uh, 2022 for quarterback or sorry 2023 for quarterback prospects yeah you have Bryce Young yeah you have CJ Stroud but those guys are going to be going probably like in the high. top. Yeah, the top five. If you're a Packer fan, do you really think you'll have a top five pick next year? Especially if Aaron Rodgers comes back, or well, even if he doesn't. If you just if you have Jordan Love, maybe. I still think there's they're maybe. a better team with Jordan Love than yeah, a top a bottom, five. I don't think yeah, a bottom, than a bottom five team because they're going to keep a lot of that defense together if they do. Yeah, I, you're just it's not great quarterback classes outside of the top two in 2023 and you already saw that it's a short quarterback class in 2022. So you're almost like pinned back into a position saying you kind of got to roll with Jordan love unless you find like that Tom Brady in the draft. That's a six round pick and good luck with that. There's only been one Tom Brady. Well, look for the guy's draft picture that looks the wimpiest. (laughs) Hey, I actually with the baggiest underwear boxer shorts. There's actually one quarterback that I wouldn't mind the Packers if they did say, hey, we're going to select a quarterback later in the round for them to take a chance on, and that actually is Bailey Zappi out of really? Western Kentucky. Well, let's let's talk about it coming up, Rowdy, because uh, we're up against the break. Got some calls coming in. All right, so, Rowdy, you said you were eyeing up a, a draft prospect quarterback style for the Green Bay Packers. I don't think – I'm not confident in Jordan Love. Are you, RJ? Not from what I've seen. No, who knows? I was high on Jordan Love in that draft. I thought he had a high ceiling, but from what I've seen, I'm even questioning about uh, maybe he just isn't the guy. Or actually, I don't think he has top ten caliber to him. Yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to be a Matthew Stafford. He's not going to be an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, speaking of Matt Stafford, the Kinger says, uh, did you guys talk about Matt Stafford and how he's a saint and going to pay for the poor woman's medical bills and new equipment that fell off the stage? Uh, I heard a lot of people, uh, the show after us and just on Twitter, really wanted to cancel Matt Stafford for seeing a woman fall on her own, like her, it was her own fault. And then they're mad that Stafford didn't like ask her if she was okay. And now they're paying for medical bills. I hope you guys keep the same energy of Matt Stafford helping her out than you did with uh, trying to cancel him for not asking if she was okay. But, Rowdy, when it comes to quarterbacks, who are you eyeing up in the draft for the Packers? Yeah, so there's this one guy that this would be a total project move. Like, you're going to be taking this guy, like, fourth, fifth round. Maybe you could get away with taking it even later. Bailey Zappi, Western Kentucky. He's the kid that uh, basically they ran a lot of air raid offense and he just threw the ball all over, but it's pretty unique because this was a guy just a year ago that was playing at Houston Baptist. Very small division one football. Well, the head coach at the time, Zach Kitley, he actually was hired as the offensive coordinator at Western Kentucky. And he brought the idea of the air raid to Western Kentucky. He actually brought Bailey Zappi to Western Kentucky to be the quarterback. And then they, you know, OC QB, they had the huge season last year. He was the one that actually broke um, Joe Burrow's record of most touchdown passes it's in a season. 74 total touchdowns. Yeah. It threw for a ton of touchdowns, ton of yards. And I just love the kid's ball. And he actually has pretty decent pocket presence where he moves around in the, in the pocket. Well, the one thing that I do question is though, is he athletic enough to play in the NFL? Cause like there's one thing of being able to avoid defenders, but then when defenders go from being like the UTEPs of the world to, I don't know, like the LA Rams offensive line or sorry, offense and defensive lines. It's a little bit of a different, but I mean, for a project, yeah, that'd be the kid. I'd take a project pick. The dude threw for 5,967 yards and 62 touchdowns and only 11 picks. Wow. I'm not, I'm not talking about like selecting him 12th in the draft. Obviously I'm talking about taking him like in the bad. fifth round. That's not, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Seems all right. Yeah, I know Rowdy. Yeah. And it's a hell of a, that's a power name too. Bailey Zappi. Uh, dude, this guy, <laughs> 62 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Wow. This dude is balling out, dude. Um, they say his story of the Bailey Zappi is one of true grit and determination. Good movie. Very good movie. So, Rowdy, you'd be you'd be keen on building a little project here out of this zappy fella. Well, yeah, the, the you know the Packers aren't going to use a first round no, pick on no, those no. top four guys. And if you were going to get rid of Rodgers and potentially wanted to bring in a new quarterback, you're not going to get those top four. Might as well take a project late. Well, here's the thing too: like just because you are a top level like pick, obviously it means your your skill is up there. But look at some quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl in years past who have come out of nowhere, like a not out of nowhere, but out of more obscure schools, right? Like um, I'm Joe say, Flacco. I'm not, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, I'm not saying Joe Flacco is some world beater. Tony Romo. Ben Roethlisberger. That's Miami of Ohio. That's a little higher up than the other two. But yeah, yeah, but when you think of Miami, do you, th- do you think of Miami or do you think of Ohio? Well, then I, but I know he's from <laughs> Miami of Ohio, so I immediately think of the Red uh, Hawks. Let's see here. What are some other <laughs> ones? Uh yeah, it, it just just because you are a top level pick doesn't mean you're automatically going to be like the next thing, right? I mean, look at all the ones that come and go. Uh, Jamarcus Russell. There you go. <laughs> well, how about um, what was Jalen Hurts Rowdy? What was he drafted? Alabama and Oklahoma. No, I mean his his uh, how high was he again? Where was he? I think at? he was a second round. Pick. Second rounder, like. Didn't, didn't you link up a, a, a scenario how about, where the how about for another example of what him? you're saying is like a Kurt Warner? Yeah, Kurt. Yeah. By the way, the the movie's out in theaters if you want to go see it. Is it still in theaters? Someone called in. Was that last week or two weeks ago, Rowdy? And so they went and saw it. Who the hell was that? I know the... Did you guys check out... No, it's not a quarterback. It was a coach. Uh, Kevin James playing Sean Payton on Netflix? No. No. Yeah, I haven't either. I debated on it the other night. I I thought about it long and hard. Well, not too long. I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Like, is that why he took... uh, Is taking a year off? He's like, you guys... Who, Kevin James uh, or Sean Payton? Sean Payton. He's like, look at that. I can't. You're telling me I look like that? It's like, I can't come back from this. This, I'm, I can't. 
I, I like have to Kevin, wait until this. I like Kevin James like a lot. Like he's funny to me. But I, <laughs> Sean Payton. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. I, and I he's Doug. I understand he's it's supposed Doug. to be a comedy. He's Doug. Speaking of Kevin, Kevin James, James. Uh, last weekend I actually did catch a movie, oldie but a goodie, and I feel like it's very underrated. And it's a Kevin James, Will Smith movie, Hitch. Oh, yeah. oh great, underrated yeah. movie. great movie. Yeah. Underrated good comedy. Movie. That's a great. That's a great movie, Rowdy. Yeah. That's a good one. And is it uh, who's the female lead? Is that um, uh, Mendez? Yeah, Eva, Eva Mendez. Mendez. Yeah, hello, <laughs> hell yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Kevin James. What's the one? Here comes the boom. Is where he's a UFC. Uh, fighter? Yeah, yeah, a teacher turned UFC fighter. <laughs> there was one Selma on Netflix Hayek's where he, that. he was like an author that wrote like espionage, like spy novels, and then he becomes. And a he became. Spy. I thought it was pretty good yeah. actually. I thought That's it was very they're entertaining. Not, they're not bad movies. I like. The King says, I believe Sean Payton handpicked Kevin James to play him. <laughs> <laughs> that was the NFL. They're like, hey, watch this. <laughs> uh, got him. <laughs>